Hello there and welcome to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. I'm going to be your host for the next 30 minutes. Thank you so much for stopping by today. I, man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but today we sort of, and I'm going to say sort of, wrap up our eight-week Give Up Worry for Good program. Um, and the reason I say sort of is because I'm going to look at today on today's program the material for week eight, day five, day six, and day seven. Again, sort of wrapping it up because we don't do this podcast on the weekends. But I'm going to be back on Monday. So the next show, um, the, the, the show after today, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more wrap up. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you keep listening. We're not quite done yet. But I, I, I want to take this time to congratulate you. you. If you've made it this far, well done. I mean, this is eight weeks, and whether you're listening to this when we are originally broadcasting this this program, which is the summer of 2021, or you're listening to the archived version of this in, in, at some future time, no matter what you're doing, you made it through eight weeks of a program designed to give up worry and to move closer to God, to give up worry and handling things on your own, to give up control, and to give in, if you want to call it that, to give in to God. That's what this is all about. And and this is something that we're really going to be, if we're serious about this, we're really, you know, um, serious about looking for that, that lasting peace that comes from surrendering to God. If we're looking for that, and we're serious about doing whatever is necessary to make that happen, we're going to be doing this for a for the rest of our lives in some way. Um, I have, I, I still have a tendency to want to be in control. Some of us, I I believe are just hardwired that way. I have a tendency to be anxious and that's a result of my control. I want to control everything, including what I can't control, but I have learned the benefit of, of just giving in to the Lord, surrendering my life to him. And I do it every day. I do it several times during the day. It's not just something you do once and say, I surrender, because every day, throughout the day, there are going to be multiple instances, things that pop up, which allow me to make a choice. Am I going to try to control this, and when I can't, worry about it, or am I going to give in to the Lord and say, Lord, you handle this? You know, And, and that's really the choice that we're all going to have to make for the rest of our lives, but I think it's important. And that's the reason I want I wanted this book to be an eight week program, and 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 what we're doing with the podcast to be eight weeks worth of podcasts as well, so that it can become more of a habit. So that when you feel the fear, and we're going to feel fear, um, when you feel the fear, you're going to respond in the right way, not by panicking, not by worrying, but by doing what you can, which is always part of this deal. Doing what you can. And then turning to the Lord and asking for help. That really is the secret to not only pleasing God, doing what he wants, but it's also the secret to experiencing peace in life. So I'm so glad that I had this opportunity to spend these past eight weeks with you. And look, going forward, I hope we can still can can continue to walk together one day at a time and to try to find the Lord's presence in our everyday lives. He's there. There is no doubt about it. He's there. But together, I think we can work on some things, come up with some techniques. I'll give you some suggestions. 
of being able to really feel his presence and, and see him in the everyday challenges of life. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. He is there. He's very much involved. Oftentimes we think he has deserted us just because things might not go our way, but he's there. He's there. It requires a little extra effort, sometimes a lot of extra effort on our part to encounter him, mainly because he's more difficult to see than our problems. Because the Lord and his kingdom, they're invisible. It's difficult to see him. But, you know, you work on this enough and it becomes obvious. So today we're going to look at a few meditations. Again, we'll look at week eight, day five, day six, and a little bit of day seven as well. So we can conclude for the purposes of the podcast, this give up worry for good, the final week of it. Now, remember, if you are getting the if you're getting my daily email reflection, I'm still going to reflect on day six and day seven. You'll still get those in your email, in your inbox. But I only do the podcast on Monday through Friday, so we got to wrap the week up uh, on Friday. Anyway, I hope you can settle in. I hope you're comfortable. I hope you're ready to pray. So why don't we do that? Let's turn to our Father in heaven and begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, it's amazing. It's amazing that we can turn to you in prayer. You're obviously a very busy person. You've got a lot going on. And yet, because you are God, because you are all-powerful, you, st- you have the capability and the desire, because you're all-loving, you have the desire as well as the capability to spend time with us. Whenever we we want to spend time with you, you're always willing to listen. You're always willing to speak to us, primarily through your scriptures, no matter how busy you are. And that's such a great gift, a gift that I hate to say, Father, but it's a gift that I've taken for granted many times in the past. And I'm trying not to do it anymore. I'm trying to remember you and to remember all the gifts that you give to me every day, including the gift of being able to spend time with you. Father, we lift up our family, our friends, all who have asked for our prayers. We lift up everybody making this Give Up Worry for Good program. We ask you, Father, to bless, to protect them, to give them what they need this day. Father, I pray for world peace. I pray for an end to conflict and and division. Not only in the United States, but around the world. I pray for an end to conflict within the church. We have a lot of division, both within the Catholic Church and among Christian denominations. A lot of disagreement there. And I know, Father, that unity is big on your, your wish list. So we pray for greater unity, but... A lot of it begins with us. We pray that we can be humble enough to work with our Christian brothers and sisters in spreading the kingdom. Father, we pray for a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit. I ask you to send your Spirit upon me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us today. And I I ask you to send your Spirit on all of us so that our hearts will be open to hear and respond to your message on this show. Heavenly Father, I ask these things in the name above all names, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, 
who reigns, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for praying with me. So we got a lot of things to talk about on the program today. Before before I get into it, I want to first thank you for your contributions. Um, thank you for your financial contributions, which are helping to sustain me during what is a difficult summer season. I mean, every summer is difficult when it comes to ministry. Not a lot of opportunities to speak and earn money and, and sell books. But this summer is especially difficult because many of us who are in full-time ministry, we're, we're still recovering from the COVID shutdown. So I'm grateful. If you have not sent in a contribution and you, you really feel that my work has helped you, I would strongly urge you, if you can do it, to visit followingthetruth.com and donate either a one-time donation to my ministry or to become a monthly sponsor. It's very much needed. But if you can, I, I understand if you can't. If you can't, please pray for me and my ministry. Please do that. Pray that somebody else will be able to make a contribution so that I can move forward. Uh, and, and know that I'm praying for you as well. And even if you do make a contribution, please pray for me too. I really could use the prayers. And um, it, your, your prayers sustain me, and they've been sustaining me for close to 10 years now, so I'm very grateful for that. Anyway, my website is followingthetruth.com. If you want to find out more about my work or find out how to bring me to speak at your parish or your conference or your church, followingthetruth.com. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to wrap things up, sort of, and I say that because on our next program, we'll, we'll wrap things up even more. This really, uh, today we wrap up week eight, which is a week devoted to looking back at all the great things the Lord has done. And then on our next program, we'll be able to wrap up the entire eight-week Give Up Worry for Good program. Here's where we were. Here's what we hopefully accomplished. And where do we go from here? I think it's important that we talk about that where do we go from here. Because this is an ending. This is really just beginning. Uh, that That's not a bad thing. I don't view this as a bad thing. I view it as a good thing. Because hopefully you met, you made some, you acquired some new habits, good habits, and you're ready to move forward in your relationship with God and experiencing, being able to experience greater peace than you have in the past. So we'll talk more about that in the next podcast. But for right now, let's look at Week 8, Day 5 of Give Up, Worry for Good. These are the the uh, disciples traveling on the road to Emmaus. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And this, of course, is uh, these, these two disciples after Jesus died and rose from the dead. They're walking with the risen Jesus. They don't even know it's him. And after he disappears, they say to one another, I can't believe it. That was him. Why didn't our hearts burn? Why didn't we recognize him? And the reason I included it in in the final week of Give Up, Worry for Good, the week devoted to looking back, is because so many times in the midst of the craziness and the busyness of life, we are so distracted that we don't see God working in our lives. We just don't see it. 
you know, you get a flat tire, very few of us are going to say, wow, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father, for this flat tire. I know you allowed this to happen. I mean, sometimes we might, but depending on the circumstances, often we, we've, we've, we fail to do that for whatever reason, and it mainly has to do with the fact that we're distracted. Life can be distracting. You're in a meeting with a difficult client. You're taking care of your kids at home. You're stuck in traffic. You're traveling and running through an airport trying to catch a connecting flight. You know, at these times, you typically don't have the ability to pause and reflect on how God is working in your life at the present moment. However, when the storm passes... Right? When the storm passes, whatever the storm may be, and sometimes it's just busyness, it's not necessarily a storm storm, but when the, when the winds die down, you have or we have the opportunity to look back and try to see how God was working or could have been working in our lives. And that really, that's what this, this whole week has been about. Um, and that's why I chose to use this, this verse focusing on the words of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, traveling with Jesus. After he leaves, they look back and say, wow, why didn't we notice that was him? And I think the reason we we should do that, well, first of all, the fact that we have difficulty seeing the Lord's presence in the present moment, we, we have to keep working on that. We don't want to just say, well, it's easier to see him in the past and how he worked in the past and leave it at that. I think we want to we want to find a way to deal with encountering him in the present moment. That's what he wants. And really that's how we're going to have the peace. How do we do that? Well, what I think is it begins by looking at the past. It begins by looking at what he's done for his people throughout history and in our own lives. It begins by seeing his presence. You know, we we, we don't always know exactly what he has done, or why he's done it. Sometimes we struggle to see, well, how was God involved in this? For instance, in January of 2012, I was laid off from my job as a software developer. At the time, it was, even though I was praying to go into full-time ministry in some way, um, I didn't envision it happening that way. So I was sort of knocked for a loop with the with the layoff. It was not I knew that there were layoffs coming in the company, but I didn't really think that I was going to be laid off. I mean, I always, I felt there was that possibility, but I really didn't think it, especially when another manager got laid off just before me. I thought, all right, there's the one manager in our department. That's good. And both of us were let go that day. So it was kind of shocking. It sort of turned my world upside down. But after I recovered prayed about it and talked to my wife, we realized that this was actually an opportunity. You know, at the time, I didn't say, wow, God, this is great. You're getting me laid off. This is fantastic. Looking back, it was a blessing. But that didn't happen all at once. So, So it starts by looking back, maybe during periods of calm. I think that's a, you know, we all have times in our life when there is, um, we're in, we're going through relatively good weather, the seas are calm, you know, we all have those periods of time. That's a good time to look back and try as best as you can to recognize how God may have worked in your life in the past. How does that relate to the present? Well, it relates to 
the present and really the future, because the future is challenging. Future can be a scary place for those of us who tend to be anxious. It relates to that because of the fact that we talked about this earlier in the, in the week. God doesn't change. God is immutable. That's the official term, meaning he doesn't change. He's God. He doesn't change. He is constant. He's always the same. So therefore, if he did something one way in the past, such as provided for our needs, which, by the way, is something Jesus said. We talked about this, I guess, yesterday on the on the podcast. If he provided for our needs, which Jesus said he would in the past, why would we believe that he wouldn't provide for our needs going forward in the future? It just wouldn't make sense because God is unchanging. So if we really begin to embrace that idea that, yes, he was there for me in the past and he will be there for me in the future, then I'm able to live in the present moment without any fear of the future, confident in God's providence for me and knowing that whatever he allows to happen, because anything that happens in my life has to be signed off on by God before it happens. Knowing that gives me the confidence to face the future without fear. So I really think that's the best way to deal with finding God in the present moment. It's to look back to the past and recognize he's always been there and he always will be there, including this very moment. I've used the illustration before as I do my podcast now. My wife is out on the back porch. I can't see her. I can't guarantee that she's there, but I know she went out there and she told me she's going to stay there. So I know because I have faith in my wife that what she told me is true, that she's out there. You know what I mean? But I can't feel her presence right now. And it's the same thing with God. If he says he will always be there for us, if he says he won't desert us through faith and through our natural reasoning ability, you know, that coupled with our faith, we're able to conclude that, yeah, he's he's with us. I don't always feel him, but that's okay. I know that he's with me. And therefore, if I know that he's with me and that he's in control and that he loves me, whatever is happening right now is somehow or can somehow be used to help me, to help me grow closer to him and help me to get to heaven one day. Okay, um, let's look at day six, because this is something we really haven't talked about, but I want to talk about. Uh, this is Second Corinthians. The, the reflection for day six is Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. The words of St. Paul. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Those of us who are going through something like a give up worry for good, and we're learning that the Lord can comfort us and give us peace, and he can. There's a responsibility now for us to share that comfort with others. It does not always involve opening your Bible and preaching. It begins with simply understanding that people like us who are suffering in any way, it could be mentally, it could be physically, it could be for any number of reasons, it could be for about fear of the, dealing with fear of the future. What can we do to comfort them? 
How can I help you? You know, that's the question for somebody in your family, for a friend, for a relative. What can I do for you? Now, at times, it does involve evangelizing. I'll pray for you. You know, this Bible verse helped me. This book, Give Up Worry for Good, helped me. You know, that kind of thing. I have a couple neighbors, both of whom were struggling with anxiety. They don't. They didn't really know um, too much about what I did for a living. And I was able to give them copies of my book. It was uh, Stop Worrying and Start Living, the 365-day the devotional. And, and I, I believe it helped both of them, you know, Um and sometimes it requires stepping out in faith a little bit. But w- there are people who are really struggling with anxiety, with any number of things, who don't know Jesus, who don't maybe have a great relationship with him, and who could use us to be Jesus to them. So that's why I put this in the book, because those of us who went through this We know something that a lot of people don't. We have a peace right now. It might be in its infancy. It might not be fully integrated into our life. It's, I would expect you have a greater sense of peace. Even if it's a tiny, tiny little bit more peace than you had when you started this program, I would expect you to be changed a little bit. At least no, I mean, the change might be radical. I would hope that it's it's a big change, but... Whatever it is, any improvement at all, even if you just learned where to go when you're feeling afraid, by, where, that you can open up your Bible, that you can go to Mass, that you can go to the Sacrament of Confession, that you can pray. I mean, if you've just learned that, that is such a tremendous, uh, that's such, tre- such a tremendous blessing. If you've just learned that, how to handle your problems. Yes, you may not have mastered it yet. That's okay. But the important thing is that we know how to handle our fear. There's people who don't know that. And that's why St. Paul reminds us that it is that we're responsible to share Jesus with them, you know. And um, I, I, I think that you're going to want to do that. And, and I've used the analogy before where you find a good restaurant you find somebody who does a good job painting your house or, or some, you know, doing some service. You, you have a great doctor. You, you, you want to share that with other people because you don't want to keep it to yourself. I, have a, I, I found a great program on TV. There's this great band. They, I, I have to share them. I want to let you know about them. You know, it's the same thing. If the Lord has delivered you in some way, from your anxiety, or if he's giving you some peace. Again, you know, this whole idea of delivering you, it doesn't generally happen all at once. It's a lifelong process of gradually, I find anyway, being delivered from your anxiety. If, if the Lord has helped you, you have a responsibility to help somebody else. Even if you just give them, give up worry for good, just give them the book and say, hey, this helped me. Or, Point them to my podcast or any number of other resources who deal with this kind of thing. You know, so the Lord, surprisingly, you know, you those of us who tend to be worriers, we, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to, I hope I don't alienate you right now. I don't look, it's not my, I don't want to do that, but 
I have a feeling that what I'm about to tell you is not a total surprise. Many of us who struggle with worry, and of course I'm not talking about clinical anxiety, which is a biological condition. I'm talking about those of us who tend to like to control things and who really are professional worriers. I was doing an interview yesterday. Somebody called me a professional worrier, and I, I like that because, yeah, I mean, it's somebody who's a really good at uh, catastrophizing and trying to control the uncontrollable, uh, we tend to be a little selfish and self-centered. I just need this fixed, you know? And, and we're, look, we're a lot of times, I know what it's like being in the emergency room with panic attacks, dealing with, am I going to get another panic attack? How am I going to go out to work? I remember when this was happening to me, I wasn't married. I was, you know, going out on a, a date a couple of times and I thought, oh gosh, what if this happens in the middle of a date? What am I going to do? We tend to be focused inward on ourselves. But hopefully in the course of this eight weeks, we've learned through the grace given to us by Jesus that we can help other people. And there's other people who need help. So don't hesitate to reach out or make it a point to reach out to somebody you know um, who might be struggling with anxiety, who may be not willing to participate in a give up worry for good program, who, who maybe isn't going to church right now, who doesn't, you know, un- understand that reading the Bible can help them. There are a lot of people out there that just don't even know it's possible to have a deep relationship with God. Well, you can be God to them and get them started by helping them with what, how, you know, God's comforted you, you comfort them. And, and I have a feeling you probably want to do that after you've gone through something like this and after you've seen the help that comes from a relationship with the Lord, you probably do want to have a desire to help somebody. Well, make it a point to do that because I think there are a lot of people out there who really need that. Alrighty, okay, so we have just a little bit of time left. I want to thank you for listening to the program. I do hope you have a great weekend. If you have questions, please email me. My email address is gary at followingthetruth.com. And remember, on our next broadcast, I'm going to summarize things, uh, look at the whole eight weeks and, and kind of summarize where we've been and where we go from here. So I hope you'll be able to listen to that program as well. And remember, all these shows are going to be archived, so you will be listen, able to listen to them in the future. And I'll keep you posted as how that uh, how that whole process is working. Also, as I said at the beginning, if you're able to leave a donation at my website, followingthetruth.com, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It would really help me during these difficult summer months uh, if you are able to become a monthly sponsor, which is cancelable at any time. You're not locked in for any period of time. If you're able to do that, that way you won't forget about the monthly donations. If you could become a monthly sponsor of Following the Truth, I would very be, I would very much be uh, grateful for that. Okay, I'm going to run. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Again, thank you for the past eight weeks. It's been great. We'll talk about this again. And remember, you are in my prayers, all right? Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks again. God bless you. And God willing, we'll talk to you next time on Following the Truth.